Welcome to another episode of Real Drinks with Ali Flores. I am your host, Ali Flores. And um, we, we are done with our Halloween specials. Um, we had three horror film uh, podcasts. We had Jaws, we had Lo- uh, Lost Boys, and then we had Midsummer. Um, you guys didn't get to watch that one or listen to it because someone on this end forgot to push record. So, Megan Borkus, I apologize. You will be back on and you'll be able to we'll, we'll do a different movie. And by the way, if you've not seen Midsummer, oh, my God, what a fucked up movie that was. I was actually cussing her out for making me watch that shitty, shitty, psycho, crazy movie. Um, but I'm excited. Uh, we get away from Halloween and uh, we're getting back to regular movies. And uh, a buddy of mine. He's a comedian here in Orlando. Very funny. He's got a he's got a voice that makes your balls drop like it just holy God. Um, but I want to welcome to the show, Mr. Charles Calabrito. How's it going, brother? Well, thank you very much for that introduction, Ali. It's going spectacular. How are you tonight? I'm great. I'm digging the fucking tuxedo. I love it. You dressed up. Well, you needed somebody to class up this podcast and I am not the guy to do it, but I do own a tuxedo. <laughs> I love it. I love your backdrop. It, it, it just looks like, you know, deserted wall uh, or mall office. Yeah, that's um, what we're going for. <laughs> so you've got a tuxedo. I do. You've got a martini glass. I'm going to take do. a wild guess at, at what we're going to be uh, talking about today. What are we talking right. about? We are going to be talking about Casino Royale, the 2006 debut of Daniel Craig as James Bond. Boom. And, and let me tell you how happy I am right now that you said the 2006 yes. Casino Royale, because <laughs> at the end of it, and I created my um, my questions and everything, and I went, I really hope he meant the most recent oh, yes. Casino Royale. Yeah, that, um, that first one was a disaster. I watched it once and never again. I was like... Uh, and I wasn't going to say anything beforehand because I wanted it. If it wasn't, I wanted it to just be natural, the reaction on the podcast. Um, awesome. Yes, because I, I watched that again. And um, I haven't watched it, but the uh, Wikipedia summary, it sounds really good. So <laughs> I, I think we're going to have a lot of good stuff to talk about. <laughs> so, Charles, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do in the biz. Uh, I try to get people that are in the industry, either film, television, comedy, let everybody know about you. Yeah, so I've been doing uh, stand-up about two years, a little over two years. Um, two years ago, I was at a uh, local brewery, and a comedy night broke out, and I watched it and thought, uh, man, these poor people are just trying to get drunk, and a comedy <laughs> show breaks out. So I figured... I should be part of this torment. I should ruin people's nights who are just trying to <laughs> tie one on after a hard work day. So I immediately uh, enrolled at the stand-up comedy class at SAC Comedy Lab and was lucky enough to get uh, A. Ali Flores as my teacher. I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been uh, doing it off and on since, mostly off the last uh, 2020. Haven't we all? I, uh, I had a show in March, around the middle of March, at uh, the Orlando Improv. And then uh, took off a long, long time. And I've done two shows since things started opening back up. And, uh, man, you know, people, people really need comedy right now. Yeah, they and do. what they really don't need is amateur comedy. So I'm going to take off a few more weeks. <laughs> 
How rusty were you feeling when you got back on stage? The first one was pretty bad. I made yeah. I made a bunch of uh, a bunch of topical jokes about uh, our our pandemic situation mm-hmm. to a bunch of people that uh, both age wise and weight wise they were right there in the danger zone, so they didn't oh, think it was shit. funny. <laughs> What were you performing at the villages? What were you doing? Uh, it was a, a beach community, a little little far north of Florida, of this part of Florida, and okay. uh, yeah, it was it was something. <laughs> were you were you up at Christy B's room? I kind of was, yeah. Yeah, okay. Not not Ormond, the one the the beach bar north of that. Okay, yeah, um, Palm Harbor over at the yeah Palm yeah. Palm Coast Palm Coast Palm Coast not Palm Harbor. Yes, sir. Palm Coast. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. It's a it's a fun little spot. I actually headline there. It was nice. It is. But between my being rusty and me trying to make a joke out of everything. And uh, it was, it was yeah. like, oh yeah, that's what it's, that's what it's like when it doesn't go great. Holy cow. I went, <laughs> I went up on stage, uh, headlined over at Bloodhound Brew and it was a last minute thing. Um, and, you know, they were like, yeah, man, um, you know, our headliner had a family emergency. He can't make it what are you doing this Saturday? And I went, it's Wednesday now. <laughs> You're like, yeah, man, we need a headliner. And I go, I haven't headlined in eight months, seven months. Yeah. And he's like, I think you got it. And I'm like, all right. And Oh God, the rust. I just, the oil can, oil yeah. can. Yeah. Oh, it was, oh. but oil it's, can. it's good to see the, the pros are still good. I, uh, Last weekend, I think it was, I went over and saw Tim Dillon over in uh, in Tampa. Nice. And in a few weeks, I'm planning on going back there to see uh, Greg Fitzsimmons. Oh, nice. I love I, I love, love him, Fitz too. Fitz. He's a great joke. radio is yes, great. Yes, great yeah. joke writer. I love that guy. Yeah. And then uh, for New Year's, I'm going to see Mark Norman. He's playing Tampa. Sweet. So the the pros are still making the rounds, and they're still as funny as ever. Yeah. Which is good. And people are people are ready to drink and ready to laugh. And I'm going to tell you why the pros are, do, are still – doing well even though they're not getting up as much as all uh, as they can almost every one of them have a podcast right and, true and yes. they, they still get to talk they still get to try shit really with their friends they're talking yeah. to other comics yeah so you, they're still got that those chops going and and firing so like yeah and and somebody was it was it's funny because i was listening to it may have been Joe Rogan's podcast where they were talking about uh, it was another comic talking about it and it's like hey man if you're thinking about uh coming to la don't come to la if you're a comic don't come to la yeah. don't come to new york because yeah. all of the big names we're taking the spots yeah like you're, you're not going to go up for at least another year yeah i believe it they're like it, normally we're on the road but we have no time now we have nothing so any spot available we're taking it and so they were like don't come you won't get up and, and i believe that it's like yeah you're right um well, yeah, I mean, the clubs need the big names for the draw and the big names need the practice. So, yeah, you know, it's like, sorry, guys, is what it is. You're going up at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, well, sweet. Enough of the comedy. Let's talk about uh, Casino Royale. And before we get into that, what are we drinking? OK, so um, it's a common misconception that the uh, the alcoholic beverage that James Bond drinks the most is a vodka martini. Mm-hmm. And I did some research on this. And actually, he drinks champagne the most. Mm. Constantly popping bottles of champagne, particularly uh, Bollinger and, and Dom. But uh, his favorite 
cocktail that is uh, liquor based is the vodka martini. Now in Casino Royale, uh, there's a scene later on in the movie lifted straight from the book where he makes the uh, Vesper cocktail, which mm -hmm. is, it's a martini, but it's not a gin or vodka. It's got some of both, mostly gin, a little bit of vodka, and then some uh, Lille, Lille Blanc, I believe it is. Yes. Um, which uh, I am drinking the cheapest of the uh, <laughs> vermouths right now, the Martini and Ross. Um, nice. This was, I think, five ninety nine for the bottle. Oof. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> and uh, for my vodka... I'm doing New Amsterdam tonight, which Ooh. a little a little tidbit about New Amsterdam vodka, mm -hmm. and many people don't know this, but um, last Thursday it was on sale at the liquor store around the corner from my house. Oh, so there so, you go. <laughs> yeah, file that away. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like it's made by the same people that make like Tito, so it's actually pretty good. Uh, I don't know about any of that. <laughs> I just know it's cheap in Deland. <laughs> there you go. So. <laughs> And for those of you guys that, that don't know this, if you're listening, you're not from Florida. Uh, Delan is the vodka capital of um, Florida. So um, that's where you go for the best. Um, yes, absolutely. I went to the liquor store and I purchased the actual ingredients for the Vesper. Uh, and oh, I God. feel I feel I got my little lemon twist, which I'm not good at. Um, yeah, neither am I. Um, but I, I got one inside as well. And uh, I feel if we're going to toast anything, I think we should toast to uh, Mr. Sean Connery. Absolutely. 90 years old. Uh, here's to you. Uh, in my opinion, the best uh, James Bond there ever was. Salute. Yes. The first and the best. Absolutely. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> you don't like it? <laughs> I'm not a gin drinker. I'm not a yeah. big fan of gin. And uh, I've only had like martinis. Uh, I've had several like tastes. Everyone's like, You'll like it. And I go, I've, I've never liked it before, but I'll, I'll take a drink. I'll, I'll try it. And I was like, okay, the only martinis that I can tolerate are the really, really high-end fruity, you know, like a chocolate martini or, you know, all those things that oh, the flavor is diluted. I'm like, all right, I could do that. But right. a straight martini and I hate olives. So I'm like, nope, not doing an olive. Oh, see, I like but, olives a lot. That's the special treat at the end of the martini for me. Yeah, no. And Tonight, I was so um, happy when I saw the Vesper and it didn't have olives. It was a lemon twist. I went, it was a lemon twist, yeah. Tonight I went with the fancy uh, blue cheese stuffed olives. So I'm combining oh, my love of my worst things. My oh. love of olives and my love of uh, molded cheese. Oh, God. So, um, <laughs> yes, so we are drinking. And I wish I had a martini glass, but I do not. I have my rocks glass. I'm kicking that. I've got my plastic martini glass that uh, I got at, I want to say, Pottery Barn. Nice. Which is great so that, you know, after you're four or five in and you start dropping things, it just bounces off the floor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, which is ironic that it's Pottery Barn, but they sell uh, a plastic uh, glassware, uh, you know, uh, glass. So, okay. Uh, unfortunately, for those of you that have never seen Casino Royale, uh, the Daniel Craig um, debut as uh, James Bond, um, there are going to be spoilers. So, Sorry. You should have seen it by now. It came out in 2006. Really? So uh, give us a quick, uh, give me a, give me a rundown of the film. Um, okay. Give me your pitch. Give me your, give me your selling it to somebody who's never seen it. Okay. So I think this is one of the best James Bond movies ever. It was, uh, as we said, 2006, it was directed by Martin Campbell, who was also the director of Pierce Brosnan's first Bond movie, which was oh. GoldenEye in 95. And GoldenEye and Casino Royale are two of my favorites. Pierce Brosnan, I mean, 
he started off high with Goldeneye, and then every uh, one of his movies got worse than the one before it. Uh-huh. So they were looking to uh, mix it up, and they said, okay, well, this director has already done a good job of introducing a new Bond, so they got Martin Campbell to come back and do Casino Royale. And again, I think it's it's one of the best Bond movies. It's easily top five for me. Um, so here's how it starts. It's, it's basically a reboot of the character, where they start with him as an MI6 agent before he's a double O. So he hasn't earned his license to kill yet. To earn your license to kill, you've got to kill two people. And he kills the section chief in, I believe it's Prague. He's like the guy who's in charge of that office, but he's been selling secrets to foreign governments. So uh, Bond has to knock off him and his contact that he's selling the secrets through. So that's in, that's like the first black and white scene at the very, very beginning of the movie. Uh, then after that, we kick over to Uganda, where we meet the main villain of the film, Lashif. He's a... Uh, a private banker that basically does money laundering for terrorists and revolutionaries. And, and we see him getting like a hundred million bucks from this guy who's trying to stage a coup or a war in Uganda. And so he gets the money and he's going to launder it for the guy, but instead of just laundering it, he immediately buys a bunch of uh, short sales on airline stock, which I'm sure all of your viewers are heavily invested in the market, but <laughs> if they're not, what a short sale is, you're basically betting that somebody's stock is going to go down. Okay. So he does this against an airline stock. And then he's got the plan of, okay, I'm going to bomb their new prototype airplane that they're about to bring to market so that instead of the stock going up, the stock takes a nosedive. Uh, so that's like the, the main plot of the first half of the movie is him trying to blow up this airplane. So uh, after that, we switch to uh, some scenes in Madagascar, which one of the best chase scenes of all time at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie where bond is chasing this guy who's a bomb maker and he's the guy that they cast to play him is like this parkour expert so he's jumping and bouncing and climbing all over the place in morocco which it's supposed to be morocco but it looks exactly like the bahamas which is yes. where bond goes later because they filmed it all in the bahamas mm-hmm. and it's easier to make the bahamas look like morocco than it is to fly everybody to morocco Yes, absolutely. So it's a really cool scene where they're they're in the chase there in Morocco. Uh, Bond ends up uh, blowing the guy away in the middle of an embassy, which you're not allowed to do. And so he gets in big trouble. They uh, M puts him on vacation. And for vacation, he goes to the Bahamas to keep trying to work on the case to see who the bomb maker was working for. And he meets this bad dude in the Bahamas and he meets his wife. He really meets his wife. And uh, ends up playing poker with the guy and wins his classic uh, 1965 Aston Martin DB5 off of him in a poker game. Yes. Uh, which is, I mean, that car is amazing. And uh, then he follows the guy to Miami, kills the guy in Miami, and then stops the airplane from being blown up in Miami. Okay. Um, so since this guy uh, made his big stock play for a hundred million bucks and the stock's not going to go down because the plane didn't blow up, stock's going to go up. So then he's in big trouble, right? Mm -hmm. So to dig himself out of the debt, he creates a a high stakes poker game in Montenegro at Casino Royale. And so all these rich gangster folks from all over the world, they meet in Montenegro so that this guy, he's really good at poker. He thinks, okay, I'll put on this poker game. And since I'm better than everybody else, I'll just win. And that's his plan. Uh, Bond gets staked by the uh, British treasury. Mm-hmm. And the gal who's carrying the uh, 10 million bucks is Vesper Lynn, played by the super smoking hot Eva oh. Green. Oh, Yeah. And oh. Uh, so they're traveling together. And there's a little bit of, you know, the flirting, the teasing, the, you know, 
both pretending like they're too good for each other <laughs> on the uh, on the plane ride there. Or I'm sorry, it was a train ride. They took a train. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, fellow from Uganda who gave the guy the money to launder, he shows up because he figures out what's going on and he's not too happy about it. So he's going to kill the uh, banker guy. And then Bond intervenes and kills all the Ugandan fellows that came out. And uh, then they kidnap her, mm-hmm. Vesper. And uh, Bond goes chasing after him in his brand new Aston Martin, which I think was the DBS, the real, the real brand new one. And then uh, he's driving in the countryside, sees her in the middle of the road, swerves to miss her. The car goes rolling and both of them get captured. All right. And then, uh, then they strip Daniel Craig naked. <laughs> As, Which, as one does, given the opportunity. You have to. <laughs> right. You have to. And Lashif uh, hits him with some pretty severe cock and ball torture. <laughs> it's brutal. And I remember the first time I saw the movie, I'm like, what is he going to do? Oh, no. It was, so, it was so simple. Oh. All he did was he puts him in a wicker chair, cuts out the bottom, <laughs> gets a big heavy rope that you use for tying up ships, and then just swings it around and right under the chair – Right to the twig and berries. Now, you know, this has happened to somebody like somebody had to come up with that. They went, oh, no, I heard that this is what happens. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a thing. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, when you go to one of those public fountains that kids can play in and you Mm. always see the sign that says don't play in it if you have diarrhea. (laughs) You know, there's a reason that that signs up. Uh Uh-huh. And there's a yeah. reason that they decided to cut the bottom out of a chair, sit a naked guy in it, and then hit him in the nuts with a rope. Oh, God. It's definitely a thing. Oh, it's so brutal. And so anyway, the, um, the guy who made the introduction of the Ugandan to the uh, terrorist banker guy, uh-huh. uh, he shows up and he's, he's mad that this guy would take the money that he was supposed to launder and try to invest it to make a buck. So he just shoots Lashif in the head. Boom. And that guy's out of the movie, mm-hmm. which was great because I didn't see that coming. Nope. And then uh, Bond goes to the hospital and we find out that his dick and balls are just fine. They're going to be okay. Double uh, O and seven are okay. Yes. And then <laughs> uh, so then we go from from the hospital to uh, Venice because Bond is retiring and he's going to travel with Vesper because he's in love with her and she's in love with him. And um then it's time to uh, – she has to run to the bank to get some money. He gets the call from M, and M's like, hey, where's our $10 million bucks mm-hmm. that you turned into $100 million bucks? Where is it? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll get it to you in a second. And then he goes running out of the room and tries to find her, and it turns out that you know she has been extorted because her real boyfriend, who we didn't know about, was uh, – either kidnapped or in on it at this point we don't know yeah i think yeah that's right and she's being forced to do something against her will which was stealing the money and bond goes after her she's about to hand the money over he finds the bad guys that she's about to hand the money to Mm -hmm. and uh hijinks ensue in an abandoned house on the canals in venice and uh she ends up drowning herself so that she's not under their thumb anymore and uh, he kills almost everybody until the very end of the movie. We see him on Lake Cuomo with Mr. White, the guy that killed the chief. Mm-hmm. And uh, he shoots him in the leg and then does the uh, Bond, James Bond line. Cut to credits. Everybody goes crazy. Boom. That was very good. 
Thank you. Nice. Like I was on the edge of my seat. Just you telling me the, just give me the synopsis. I've seen it. it I've seen it a few times and it's, it's (laughs) one of my favorites. Oh, awesome. All right. So that's the synopsis. Let's take it back. Okay. Um, so yes, you are absolutely right. That opening, um, that parkour scene. Yes. Bananas, right? Bananas. And I'm not, I'm not a typically a James Bond fan. It never got into them. I would watch them. My dad liked them. So I'd watch them every now and then. But it never was my thing. You know, I remember watching the Roger Moore ones and the Pierce Brosnan ones and the, oh, God. Um, what was his name? Timothy was, Dalton or George Lazenby? No, Timothy Dalton. Timothy um, Dalton was no, 80s. Yeah. yeah. So I remember that. And then I'm like, all right, I'd see him every now and then. But it never was my thing. So when this one came out, I was like, ooh, this one, Daniel Craig looks like, looks legit. Yes. I I kind of think this is going to be good. And that opening scene, I was hooked. I was. Yeah. Like, Holy cow. I mean, the producers had a real problem, which was, you know, after the Bourne identity, how are you going to make another James Bond movie where some guy in his 50s mm-hmm. is surfing behind, you know, on some giant tidal wave made by a space satellite with a parachute in his hands? You, you just can't do it after after the first Bourne movie came out. You just couldn't make that movie anymore. Right. Yeah, it was it was good. And and I think I think Bourne is the reason that they absolutely were able to do this because they had to up their game. Yeah, they had to stop being cheesy after the first Bourne mm-hmm. movie came out. Because it was like I said, the Brazen movies just got more and more ridiculous mm-hmm. every because you know, you're you're not putting Pierce Brosnan in those kinds of fights. Not not at his age, not with his body. And, you know, Matt Damon comes along and does the first Bourne movie and it's like, OK, we got to oh. do something different. <laughs> yeah, that that scene got me. I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. And it was awesome. It, it, there were so many. I was like, they're not even cutting like this is. Yes. This guy's amazing. This guy's insane. Uh, the one that I remember, the one shot that got me, though, was when he went through the window, that little bitty window, he jumps and it goes through it even with the backpack. He's basically vertical yes. on his back and he goes through that tiny window. Was like, How did he do that? That shot was amazing. And then, you know, um, and they were so smart because they didn't have Bond do the same things. Mm-mm. The very next scene is Bond just crashes through the drywall yeah. where that guy, you know, weaves his way in through that little <laughs> hole and Daniel Craig just pops through the drywall. Oh. Would have been great to have like the cartoon. You know, the, the, the outline of the body. goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the action sequences were, were amazing. Um, going, getting to, when you get to the point where it's like, like that first half of the scene where you're talking, or first half of the movie, we're talking where they're trying to blow up the, the plane. The airplane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's all of that. Uh, it is a typical action movie. Like it is, yeah. you know, you've got the espionage kicking, you've got all this stuff going on, and then it's just boom, 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 boom. Um, that's a kick-ass scene, too. Um, oh, yeah, the uh, chase scene on, on the airport tarmac? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Seeing two big vehicles do basically donuts are, are freaking drifting. Yeah. I was like, how are you drifting that that huge Yeah, the tanker vehicle? truck. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. So, I mean, kudos to the stunt team and the drivers that were doing that because that's amazing. And, and obviously, you know, it's all wet. Like, you got yeah, to have it really wet. But still, I mean, holy cow. Like, I, yeah. I have a hard time when I rent a U-Haul just backing up. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we're stuck, guys. I'm sorry. We're just, I'm going to live here now. 
This is it. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That was pretty amazing. Um, let's go with. I, I like one of the scenes. Um, and forgive me if I jump around. Yeah, yeah, just, no worries. Like things are just popping into my head that I, I really dig. Um, I love the scene where they kind of reverse it. Like, isn't it usually the Bond girl that comes out of the water? You know, you see the hot yes. Bond girl that comes out. Yes. And then they they flipped it. They said, uh, um, "Look, I will tell you that scene has has changed the style of underwear that I or of uh, swim shorts that I wear to the beach now. No more board shorts for me. You go with that. I, I go with the little tiny shorts. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So look for me at Central Florida beaches, starting in about uh, April. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So avoid the beaches in April. <laughs> Got it. Um, <laughs> Now, if you don't want to see me in those tiny shorts, then just head to uh, parking lot 13 at Playa Linda, and I won't be wearing them. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Playa Linda um, <laughs> is a clothing optional uh, beach. Um, so the first Bond girl, I guess, what, is she a Bond girl? Is she, a, she would be a Bond girl, I guess. The, uh, what's his name's wife? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. She's definitely a Bond girl. Yeah. She comes out. I mean... What an entrance, riding in a white horse, going through the beach, yes. like weaving through kids. Like, uh, how, how, how elitist can you be where I don't really care about your kids and their good time in the beach? I'm going to come through on my white horse looking hot. Um, and then Daniel Craig comes out. And by the way, there's 200 people in the beach at this moment in the water, but she notices him like. Like, well, I mean, you notice him too. Yeah. I mean, most of the 200 people didn't look like him or her. <laughs> yeah, it was. Both folks like... that look like that have a way of finding each other <laughs> and, and ignoring us. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm right. I'm right here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. I like to cuddle. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that was, that was a great scene. And um, see, I'm a poker player. Do you play cards? I do. And that's why I love this movie as well. Um, I felt that they they did justice to the game of poker. Um, I I liked the first poker game, the one in the Bahamas. I liked better than the one in Montenegro because that last hand at Casino Royale, the odds that that many people would have that many hands that they would take all the way to the showdown. I mean, that never happens in, yeah. a, in a game like that. The showdown, the last hand is always between two people. It's not between there's not like five people who all think they might have the best hand. <laughs> Although I did see a poker documentary called Maverick um, where the last hand was Was uh, that with Mel Gibson and, and uh, James Garner. Yes. The last hand had the <laughs> four of a kind and the, 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 the straight flush. And then he gets the royal flush at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love that movie, too. Uh, yeah, it is a fun movie. Uh, but yes, I agree. I think the, the first poker game. Um, was more authentic. Yes, absolutely. And you know where they pl they played that uh, at the uh, the one and only Ocean Club in uh, the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. My birthday two years ago, I I went for there for lunch for my birthday, and it was it was as nice as it looks in the movie. Really? Yeah, my best friend nice. and I went on a went on a cruise to the Bahamas, and he took me there for lunch. It was amazing. Damn. Were you a little Were you a little hard as you're walking by? I mean, I was uh, the whole time, obviously. <laughs> And I wore and I wore tight pants so everybody would know. <laughs> nice. Um, 
Yeah. And, and one of my favorite things is um, what uh, sorority or I can't remember what the hell's name. Mont- Montenegro, whatever the bad guy's name was. Um, the chief. No, not that one. The guy that Which he's playing one? in the first game. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, let me see what I his, can't name. Like, his name is. I've got my notes here. Um, whatever his name is. Like, he's the wife's, cocky. The, the wife's, oh, Demetrios. Demetrios, that's it. Demetrius. And, the wife, and the wife was Solange. Oh, there you go. Yes. Solange. Um, he was a dick and, and played it well. Like, it was, yes, I was like, definitely. Yeah, you're a douche. You're a douchebag. Like, I could smell the Dracar on him. Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh, and the fact that, you know, he's, he's, he's sitting there thinking he's going to win. He goes, oh, and he goes all in. Oh, wait. And, and he's, <laughs> he's not going to write a check. I'm like, dude, how right. uncouth are you? Exactly. Like, dude, you can't just do that shit. She's like, no, table. That was, that was another thing that they got, they got a little wrong in, mm-hmm. the, in the movie with the poker was the string bets. Yes. You know, when you're sitting at a real table, you don't get to say, I'll see your 500. Pause, and, pause, pause, and raise you a thousand. Yeah, no, nope, you know, it doesn't work that nope. way. <laughs> there are no string bets. Whatever you put out, that's it. Um, but then he puts out his car, uh, his car keys. And, and again, another douchey moment that he has a replica of his car on his car keys. You know, I, okay, uh, full disclosure here. That is a oh, douchey God. move. However, <laughs> it did inspire me and i looked up to see if i could get a sterling silver keychain of a 2011 toyota yaris but they do not make them (laughs) of course (laughs) so i would i would have to i would have to go to a goldsmith and have it made custom but that would be that would cost way more than the car is worth yes it's like a 2005 Toyota Corolla. Could you make the, could you make the roof rusted as well? Thank you. Yes, 99% sterling silver. 99.99. <laughs> Nothing less. Um, and it's great. He's like, um, yeah, that's my hand, and those are my keys. That's my car now. Yeah. Oh, the uh, valet ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, and the valet, please. Thank you. And he's such a it's like motherfucker. And, he, and then he <laughs> and then he pulls it out, and the wife goes to get in because hey, that's her husband's car. And I think I think the car mattered more than the husband. I think so as well. She, she got in and she left. Hell yeah! He's like, um, <laughs> "Want to go back to my place?" She goes, "Do you live close?" Very. And he just <laughs> he goes just, around. He just, just does a lap, <laughs> which is fucking. That's smooth. That's fucking smooth. Absolutely. Like he's. He, I mean, he is smooth in that whole movie. It's crazy when you look at Daniel Craig has barely any dialogue in that movie. He is barely ever talking in, mm-hmm. in that one and in uh, Skyfall. The two best ones are the ones he talks the least in. Yeah. Um, and I think because he doesn't need to. Correct. Like that, that's part of the swagger of Bond. Um, there's like, it's like that whole saying, if, 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 if uh, what is it? There was, a, there, was a, there was a TikTok that went around of this guy going, you're just upset because alpha males like me, and he's totally not an alpha male, and <laughs> everyone course. just rips him apart. It's like, yeah. Uh, first of all, alpha males don't have to say that they're alpha males. Correct. And that's and, and it's like Bond doesn't have to say I'm a badass. Um, he just does it. Like it's I just, love boom. I love when he's when he's being tortured. He doesn't even entertain the possibility of giving the password to the bank account that would save his life and the woman he loves. It doesn't nope. even enter his mind. Nope. That's called training. Boom. Um. <laughs> I'd be like, here's my social security number. Here's the password. Here's my browser password for my internet history. Whatever you need, you can have it. 
As soon as they start cutting out the thing in the chair. Yeah, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, what do you want to know? Whoa. What do you what do you need to know? <laughs> I start becoming chunk from um the Goonies and in the third grade. I, I'll tell you everything. Um yeah. So he bangs the hot wife. He does. Um well. And, uh, and then he uh well wait a second, does he? I don't think he does. I think he leaves for Miami before they have sex. He doesn't bang her? I don't think he does. I thought he did. Or he's, no, laying on, get... he's laying on the floor making out with her. Yes. And then he calls and orders the uh, the caviar and the champagne. And the guy on the other end says, for two? And he's like, nope, for one. And then he, then he books. <laughs> and then they kill her anyway. That's right. That's right. Oh. Which, by the way, pretty smooth and, and, and douchey as well. Like, yeah, I'm not staying. Um, but, you know, give her some shit. Give her right, yeah, and yeah. then uh, and then he kills the husband. Yep. Hey. At the uh, at the the bodies exhibit in Miami. Mm-hmm. That was one uh, of the only times that real corpses have been uh, used in a uh, in an action movie. Look at that! Because that that bodies exhibit, those are mm-hmm. real corpses that they I guess dip in plastic or something. Yeah, I've th- they came to the um, the uh, science center one time. I haven't been. Yeah, it's it's creepy to look at, but it's it's fascinating. It's really cool. Yeah. But it's it's still you get that little moment of I'm a little creeped out. This is weird. Do they let you touch them? Uh, no. Do they let you, they you know, take take one and back for a few minutes or? Yeah, really? yeah. You put her in a microwave for about a minute and a half. <laughs> all right. Then take it in the uh, coat closet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Make a new friend. <laughs> Do you have one with like a kung fu grip? Do you have one? No. Okay. Um. <laughs> this fucking thing's going off the rails quickly, Charles. Uh, so let's get back to the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, so up until this point, like I said before, it's it's a standard action film. Like it's right. Boom, yeah. Boom, it, boom. Until he stops the plane from blowing up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, it, it I think it just becomes a spy chess match movie. Um the just that like a lot of people call it slow i've had some people go i don't like the second half because it's just you know it's just them playing cards that's just real slow uh, it's a go, lot more than playing cards yeah i'm like no there's so much going on the I moves mean, the little intricacies that are happening he's fighting the guys from uganda at the break he's getting poisoned and almost dying mm-hmm. uh, he's having to fight those guys off and then deal with the emotional impact that that has on vesper i mean that completely destroys vesper oh yeah, especially the way he kills them. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's brutal. And he had, and she had to help. Yep. So it's like, oh, this poor woman, and she's freaking out. And a little tidbit on that, I found that um, that was Daniel Craig's idea. Originally, in the script, she was supposed to be in her underwear. Yeah, yeah, I saw shower. that. Yeah. And he was like, she wouldn't have done that if she's. No, really, she just wanted to get the blood off of her. Get it off and get yeah. in there and that. And that, and I think he's absolutely right. That makes that the fact that she's fully clothed and just in there um, is is wow. It's like, oh, yeah, you're you're damaged right now. You saw some shit. Um, yeah, I love the moves. I love the just the, the chess match. So I got a question for you. Go. OK, because this is what I've always thought. And as a poker player, um, they don't say it in the movie, but I think it's insinuated. He set up his tail, his tell on purpose um, so that when he goes to get him on that real hand and he says it, he says, you thought I was bluffing, didn't you? Because no, 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 no. I, I disagree. 
Uh, so here's, here's my argument. Here's what I think happened. So the tell was real. He didn't know he had the tell. Mm. Bond tells Vesper about the tell, but she's being blackmailed and extorted by, oh. by Mr. White and Mr. White's organization. So then she finds a, a way to tell the chief about that Bond knows about the tell, and then she fakes the tell. I didn't even think that. Yep. He told her. So then she told them and then they told him oh. because she's working. She's working for them. Mind blown. Yes. Oh, that's how I, when he did it, I went that motherfucker. He's good. Like he set that up, which is why I think that she won't authorize the five million dollar rebuy because she's like, all right, I did what I was supposed to do. I made sure he lost. Now, why would I give him five million dollars? And then Felix Leiter from the CIA, mm -hmm. they they meet and he stakes him because back then the United States had money to burn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and by the way, I love that actor. I love him to death. Oh, he's so great. Yeah, and he's going to be in the next one if it ever gets released. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, the next one. It went from it was going to come out in April, then they pushed it to November, and now it's back to April again. Uh, is Daniel Craig still doing it? Daniel Craig, it's going to be his last one. Yeah, No Time to Die is going to be his last one. And I read uh, the other day MGM, who's uh, who uh, produces them, they they decided to shop it around to uh, Netflix and Apple and Amazon and see if any of them were interested in buying it for streaming. And they were looking for like 800 million bucks Whoa. to sell it. And Apple came back with 400 million and they said, no, thanks. So they're going to sit on it until until movie theaters open back up, hopefully in April. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, a Bond film is pretty much, I mean, it's going to gross a billion bucks. If it's Easily. decent, if it's not terrible, it'll gross a billion. Shit, even if it is bad, people will go to watch it because they go, people are going, it's not that good. Whatever, dude, you're just, you're too critical. And they're going to go to put their two cents in. So we can't really have a, uh, a Bond film discussion without raising the question, okay, Daniel Craig's hanging up the, uh, the old holster. Mm -hmm. Who's going to replace him? I still, I still love the Idris Elba. I, I, I think that. they waited too long. I think he's too old. I think, yeah. I think they're going to want somebody in in mid to late thirties, and I think Idris is has gotten yeah. too old. I thought he would have been great too, but he would have been great right after Skyfall, but not now. What do you think of um, that kid that was in The Kingsman, and then also Rocket Man? See, I think he's too young. Yeah, but by the time this starts going out, man, I mean, he's yeah, maybe. I'd, I'd say the, the two names that I find interesting are uh, Tom Hiddleston, Loki. See, he's super young. He's not that young. He's got to be mid-30s, right? No. Oh, That's, wait. Tom Hiddleston. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm oh, you were thinking Spider-Man. Yes. I was like, wait a second. That guy's a fetus. Um, <laughs> no, see, I'm I think, thinking, Tom, I think I'm Tom thinking Hiddleston's Loki. too tiny. Yeah, but, you know, I mean – I mean, you know, Daniel Craig put on 20 pounds of muscle for that role. Well, listen, any pretty much anybody who plays James Bond or a superhero, the most important exercise they do to get in shape is the one with their thumb that pushes a syringe down after the needle goes in their ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's they get a lot of a lot of exercise on 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 this move right here. <laughs> but can can Hiddleston really pull off the classy? And maybe it's well, just because I've seen him as Loki too much. Yes, there is a movie. There's a mini series that was on the BBC called The Night Manager. Mm -hmm. 
where he basically plays that kind of character. And really, almost any Bond actor that they get to play Bond has to have some role where the producers can look at it and say, oh, yeah, he could now for, uh, he could be Bond. For Daniel Craig, it was a movie called Layer Cake mm. that was, if you haven't seen it, it's really good. It was, it was one of his last movies before he got Bond, where he plays kind of a... Uh, a British like middle management gangster type who has to, mm-hmm. who has to outsmart his way out of a, out of a thing. And uh, it's really good. I may have seen that. It, he's really good at it. And that, mm-hmm. that was kind of what got the producers thinking, yeah, he could, he could pull this off. Right. And so Hiddleston had that in the night manager. It's a really good movie. I, or a mini series. I think it's, it might be like six hours. So it, it takes some time, but it's good. Gosh, who would do it? Now, I like, I mean, I think he's probably already got too many roles right now, but Henry Cavill could do it. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, he's got Witcher. He's got probably Uh Man of Steel. But I think, I think, I think he's got the, uh, I think he's got what it takes. Yeah, because he's got to be classy as, uh, yeah. And yeah, see, he's got to talk- be able to command a, uh, uh, command a room and then the film. Like he, when it's on screen, you right. need to – that is Bond. That's why exactly. I thought Idris was going to be a great – I was like that would – I thought he would have been a really I, I would have loved it, but they 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 yeah. went two, two movies too much with Daniel uh-huh. Craig for, for Idris to be young enough to, to start him as it. I mean because yeah. anybody they get, they're going to want at least four movies out of. Right. right. He's, he's a little too old for that. I've heard him talking about Tom Hardy – but Tom Hardy mm-hmm. looks a little too rough for me, mm-hmm. which, you know, people said that about Daniel Craig, too. <clears throat> but I don't know. Tom Hardy looks like he would. I mean, he could just he doesn't strike me as the gentleman spy. No. He's the guy who would kick your ass at Seven Eleven for bumping into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think. Question. Yeah, I don't think they'd ever do it. But if an American actor had the chops and the the accent, um, do you think they'd ever do that? Do you think they'd ever put an American? They they talked about it at the end of Sean Connery's run when uh, before they got George Lazenby, who only did On Her Majesty's Secret Service. He was Australian. Mm-hmm. They talked about uh, casting an American then, and see every Bond, every official Bond movie. Um, which doesn't count the first Casino Royale mm-hmm. or when Sean Connery came back when he was old as hell for Never Say right. Never Again. Those weren't official Bond movies. Um, but the ones that are official are between Eon Productions and MGM. And the Eon production team, which is, uh, it was Cubby Broccoli and now his daughter Barbara Broccoli kind of runs the whole show. Right. She's kind of said, it's nobody who's not from at least a british country so right they'll do england they'll do scotland they'll do australia maybe a canadian but i don't see them i don't see them picking an american because if they were to go american and i've heard his british uh, he's done you know some really good stuff i don't wait don't tell me i know who you're gonna say kevin costner it's too old. It's too old, but yes. No, his British accent know, and Robin Hood was terrible. It's horrible. Hello. Uh oh. Um, no, I was gonna, I was actually gonna say uh, I was gonna say uh, uh, Sir J uh, Sir Dwayne Johnson. I think would be perfect. Ooh. Yeah, he's gonna be too busy running for president though. Okay, 
So I just looked up English actors in their 30s. Okay. And the first name that comes up, and I think we're done. I think we're done. Daniel Radcliffe. Done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy to think that Harry Potter's in his 30s. Yeah, that's rough, man. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. I remember uh I remember going to see that first movie and I was I was already too old to go see that first movie. <laughs> okay. I have a couple of suggestions. All right, let's hear them. That I honestly think might could work. And you're probably going to hate me for it. I might. Robert Pattinson. No, no, that's I mean I, I liked him a lot in Tenet. He was re- he was really good in Tenet. And I think I, he's probably going to be a decent Batman. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, and the older he's gotten, he's he's growing into his, you know, skin. And I think he can play classy. I think he can play, you know, he's good looking. Yeah. yeah. And he's got the body for it. Like, I think he could be. I've heard. Good. I mean, the rumors are he's had some trouble getting in shape for Batman. Have you heard that? No. Somebody said that they shut down production because he got COVID-19, and that really wasn't why they shut down production. They shut down production because he came back from the break too fat. (laughs) Oh, my God. Which, you know, respect for that. I would do the same thing in his position. (laughs) But (laughs) Oh, my God. That's great. But you're right. That's that's not a bad choice. I think that one would be good. Um, Here's another one. That I, I thought maybe. The only thing is he played what 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 play what does he play? What's his character? Finn. Um in Star Wars. Um Oh, John Baega? Yeah. Interesting. He's British, right? He is. He's a British actor. Um and then you've got the guy in what is it? This is us? Which guy? Uh, or no, 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 not This Is Us. He's um, not This Is Us. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm thinking of the movie uh, Get Out. He's a British actor. Which guy from that? The main, the main black guy. And, and uh, his name is Daniel uh, Kaluuya. I'm 31 years old. He played the father? No, he played the, the kid, the guy, the boyfriend. Oh, the guy that gets kid. Oh, okay. I was thinking the of boyfriend, the second. Yeah. I was thinking of the second movie. The uh, what was the second horror movie that he did? Um, that it was was it Key or Peel that did that movie? Well, that was that was Get Out. Right. Then they did a second one after that. Us. Yes. Us. Yeah. I actually like this one. Um, I I don't know how to say his name, but I like him. The guy that was in Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, Chiwetel. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? That's funny. You mentioned him. They tried to get him to play the um, the second level villain in Spectre, the, the last James Bond movie that came out. You know, it was uh, Christoph Waltz played Blofeld, mm-hmm. and the guy under him was played by Andrew Scott, who played Moriarty in the uh, BBC Sherlock. Which mm-hmm. I like that guy. He's really good. But they tried to get the guy you were talking about, but I think he wanted a little too much money. Yeah. Or he was like, I'm not going to play the number two villain. I'll play the number one villain. Yeah. And so they didn't, they didn't hire him, like, hey, but he was, he was in the running for that set for the, the second villain. So it might be good that he didn't get it. Cause yeah, yeah I could, I could see him. I could pulling see it him. Off. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a good look. He's got a good look. He's a good actor. 
you know, obviously. Yeah, I mean, anybody, you know, there are some people that are, you know, tied up on Bond needs to be a British white guy. That's nonsense. Like, no. No. Absolutely not. No, my my thing, my importance for that role is you got to be classy as fuck. Right. You got to be you got to be sexy, classy, be sexy. sexy and not a woman. We can all agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> Calm, it's not a comedy. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> the views of the host do not reflect. The, oh, wait, shit. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, by the way. Yes. This is growing on me. Is it? Well, that yeah, martinis have a way of doing that. Where do you have the third one? <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I, because um, I, the gin I bought had a twist of lime in it. It was a lime uh, gin. That's interesting. So I'm like, all right, if it's got a lemon in it, let, let me, I'll throw in the lime. Um, it's not that bad. And I got a little buzz going. Um, yeah. So do I. <laughs> so, okay. So we, we left off. Where, where were we? Where were we talking about in the film? Um, we're talking about the transition that it made after yeah. the plane did not blow up and how it be, what goes from an action movie to a spy movie. And yeah, yeah you're, I, you're absolutely right. It definitely does that. And I think I think the director it does a really good job of I, I think the cinematography is phenomenal. Um, just I mean, yeah, there aren't any mind blowing shots like you're going to you're going to see anything that's going to be like, um you know, groundbreaking. They're not, they're not innovative, but yeah, you got to put the camera in the right spot to get these certain things. You got to get that little slight zoom to get that. Um, and there are some really good shots, especially to build the tension in the poker games. Yes, um, for sure. It's not, it is not easy to film a poker game and make it look interesting. No, just turn on ESPN and watch the live coverage of the world series of poker. As exciting <laughs> as it gets, it's still kind of boring because it just looks boring. You're, yes, I mean, is. you're just watching people play poker, but yes, you're right. The, the director and the uh, DP, they, they made it look interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, the score is great as well. Oh, you're for sure. The Chris Cornell song at the beginning mm -hmm. is amazing. And I'm gonna tell you right now, my favorite thing. And if I ever, if I ever make it and I get to produce a film or direct a film or anything like that, and I'm in charge, I'm going to do what they did in this film. And they put all of the credits, the opening credits aren't the actors it's the crew and you know it's all of the oh, end credits yeah. that you see yeah. and because everyone leaves the movie and you don't get they don't get the credit they don't get everyone just leaves like i stay i stay for it just because i've done all that stuff uh and i usually i started staying for the end credits when i started working at indiana jones and i saw all the stunt guys yeah yeah um, and and they were doing all of these movies and i'm like i want to see i want to see their name i want to give them props and go hey man congrats and i started going it kind of sucks to be the person that never gets nobody sees your name. I would like to have my name in the credits of a movie. I just decided I never have. But uh, I think you can. Yeah, I don't even it doesn't have to be. Uh, I don't care. Cast, crew, special thanks to that'd be my favorite. Special thanks to I Charles got you. Calabrino. My next film I'm doing. Excellent. Um, I should have done it on my short film that I just did, uh, which, by the way, just won an award. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, best romantic comedy short film in this festival film festival. Um, I was like, oh, no, I sweet. Very uh, nice. I helped, I helped write that. So I was like, oh, sweet. A little pat on the back. Nice. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Give me a, even if it's special thanks to Charles Calabrito for not getting involved in this production. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm going to end every one of my stand up shows that way now. <laughs> a little special thanks to Charles Calabrito for not coming in and doing a guest spot. <laughs> thanks, guys.
<laughs> hey, there's no there's no such thing as bad press. <laughs> um, so I think with when, when, when the movie switches and we get into the 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 chess match, which I, I like to call it the chess match between, yeah, yeah. Um, I do think that they they were smart. Let's throw in a couple of action things because this is a Bond. Right, right, right. For um, sure. Yes, the majority of this right now is a mind game uh, with the poker, but we need to throw in some fight scenes. We need to throw in this. And, and that poisoning was really well done. Yes, very suspenseful. Absolutely. Um, just his movement, the camera angle, the, the, the effects they did with it was blurring. And he gets there and he's, a, he's trying to push the damn button. And he's trying and he's got, you're going to pass out in four seconds. Push the button. Yeah. And the lead is off. And you're like, Oh, motherfucker. And it's boom. He passes out. Thankfully, Vesper shows up, saves his life, um, which I think this would have been a good moment for an homage to Airplane. <laughs> Just saying when the co-pilot goes down, this might have yes. been good. Would have been nice. Um, boy, I, wa I watched that for the first time again recently. And boy, it, it does hold up quite well. It's great. The only thing that the only thing that I thought when I watched Airplane was, man, people who like people who have come of age and only flown after September 11th, they well, won't they understand know. any of the way that an airport looks. No, <laughs> it's completely different now. The fact that you could walk up to the gate <laughs> and say That's, hello or say goodbye or, and exactly. welcome people—that doesn't fucking happen anymore. You can't do that shit anymore. You gotta have the fact that you could park your car outside of the drop-off area. <laughs> The loading is all right. That's a different movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get sorry. into that. I fucking love that movie. But yeah, um, life, life has changed. <laughs> um, oh, it's so good. So he gets poisoned, and the look on um, the she's play uh, face when he comes back, sits down, and he's there, and he's like, um, "Sorry, that last hand almost killed me." <laughs> so good. <laughs> like, yeah, that uh, guy did not expect him, and and Casino Royale made a star out of uh, the guy that played the chief too, Mads Mikkelsen. Mm -hmm. I mean, he went on to. Uh, he was in uh, Rogue One, yep. the only Star Wars movie worth a damn since the original trilogy, if you ask me. <laughs> and he also played Hannibal for three seasons on yeah. the, uh, the Hannibal TV show, which is one of the best looking TV shows that's ever been made. Yeah, it's a really good show. He's a really good actor. He is. He's that top notch. I, I like that guy. Yeah. Um, so we get there. We get done. We've, we've got the Maverick ending where yep. the game and he, he ends up winning the whole thing because everyone goes all in. Uh, because they all have massive hands, um, which doesn't add up. Um, I do like the fact that he doesn't get the royal flush. Yes. You know, it wasn't that cliche that he gets the royal flush, but he does get the. You ever notice how in every movie, all all the straight flushes are always spades? You never yeah, see the true. heart or the diamond flush, the straight flush. It's always spades. Um, yeah, like diamonds, there's a and, diamonds and clubs are definitely discriminated against when it comes to. Uh, end scenes of movies yes it's always either spade or or the second place guy has hearts and then the first place guy has spades yep clubs diamonds nope they're like the bad guys you know yeah. like, all right guys all right um so then we think uh you know he we have that awesome uh chasing and um that dudley do right moment um with her in the middle of the train tracks or the road um <laughs> Yeah, did you hear that, uh, you know, the part where the, the Aston Martin flips and tumbles over and stuff? Mm -hmm. They could not get the car to do that. 
really? the car it it handles so well that they could not get it they to couldn't roll. do it on its own they had to install a hydraulic gun in the bottom of the car mm-hmm. that shot a big like pillar That's down they do the them. road to make him roll it over because that aston martin just will not roll yeah, that's how they do most uh, stunt rolls is that is the cannon and it shoots you out. Yeah. Um, I love the the uh, w- and what kills me or what, what I really like about this movie is um, you feel like the movie's over. You're yes. Like, All right. It's over. We're good. The bad guy dies. You know, they come back. They shoot him. Um, Bond is recovering. You know, M has respect for him again yep. and and dame judy dench is perfect um i love her i love her I as an too. actress um i mean anybody that wins a fucking oscar for what five minutes of screen time in uh shakespeare in love yes that's right that's how fucking badass you are that you only have five minutes of screen time and you win a fucking oscar um yeah i think she, i think she beat uh i think she beat anthony hopkins record for uh, silence of the lambs yeah she had even less screen time than he did and it's like <laughs> Wow. Like you're badass. You're badass. Um, She's amazing in that. Um, And you think, oh, it's going to be a nice little happy ending. He's going to get his girl, the hot girl. We find out, you know, you know, she's already, you know, she died. And and in the uh, the sinking of the which is phenomenal, the building sinking. Oh, bananas. Absolutely. Such a nice little scene because that adds so much. The water coming up, the buildings coming. It's it's nice. Um, oh yeah, when when he's giving her mouth to mouth at the end and doesn't uh, get her back, it is heartbreaking. Oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a great that's a great scene. And you see it in her eyes too. Yeah, she's in that elevator, and you see it like you see the fear and panic, which I feel that the people left kept the oxygen away from her just a little longer than she needed to to get that look. Like, like, all right, all right, give it to her now. We got the shot. We got the shot. Give her the air. Um, and then you know, just the the ending. And I love how quickly he goes to fuck her. Yes, yeah. His line at the end, which they also took straight from the novel, uh, where M goes, "If you need more time, go ahead and take it." And he's like, "Why would I need more time? The job's done. The bitch is dead." Boom. I was like, okay, yeah. now now, he, now he's James Bond. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, by the way, her boyfriend was kidnapped and was being tortured. And she was doing this to try and save him. Like, now, have you seen uh, the movie that comes right after? Quantum of Solace? No. It literally starts five minutes after the, uh, oh, no the end of Casino Royale. It's not near as good, you know, full disclosure. But it, it basically picks up with uh, what happens after he shoots the other guy in the leg and introduces himself as James Bond. And then it's pretty much, you know, the the revenge movie. And it's just they got the guy. The guy that directed the sequel was the guy that directed Finding Neverland with Johnny Depp. It's like, wow. how do you look at but how do you look at Casino Royale and say, you know, you know what kind of guy we need for the next movie? <laughs> the guy that did Finding Neverland. I like that guy. That's a great action film. Action. Yeah. How the cancer slowly gets her. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, dude. Um, yeah, you're right. Like, how do you how do you do that? Um, and that's probably why it wasn't as good. 
It definitely was. Yeah, Daniel Craig has definitely had an up and down where you, Casino Royale's up here, Quantum of Solace is here, Skyfall is right back mm -hmm. up to here, and then Spectre's kind of back down here again. So he's due for another good one yeah. if they ever release it. I hope they do. They they yeah. will. It'll they will, of course. There's there's enough money to be made. Yeah. I, I just hope they can do it in April. Yeah. But that kind of depends on what condition the world's in by then. Yeah, it's true. God. Um, and I love the fact that the last line of the film is when he finally yeah. says it, says the iconic line. So good. Bond, James Bond. Um, such a good movie. It, this is this is the the movie that made me go, shit, I like this Bond. I like this Bond because I was not a fan of, of the James Bond movies. <laughs> Yeah, whenever there's a film series like that where they make a ton, it's it's like, you know, and you're a big fan. Like, I'm a fan of all the James Bond movies. I mean, um, my dad was not a big Roger Moore fan, so naturally neither am I. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's it's important when those movies come out. You've got to categorize them to, okay, is this, a, is this a good James Bond movie or is this a good movie? Right. Where Casino Royale is a good movie. I think I think the year it came out, it was one of the highest reviewed movies on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, everybody loved that movie. It was a yeah. good movie, not just a good James Bond movie. Yeah, I remember seeing it and going the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, this is this is legit. This is a great movie. Um yeah, yeah. and by far my favorite James Bond film. Um, but you know, I grew up on Octopussy. So you know. <laughs> Yeah, those Roger Moore movies were just, they were just too campy. They were too, oh, God. they were just too, he was having too much fun, which good for him, but, but not yeah. good for us. No, not at all. Yeah, I grew up on the Connery movies. And then, uh, like I said, I loved Goldeneye, the first Brosnan, but then mm -hmm. Daniel Craig really brought it back to the Connery kind of yeah. darkness where yeah. it's like somebody's got to die, you shoot him in the back. That's the way it goes. No, you shoot him. <laughs> like, there's no honor. Just fucking shoot him. Um, um, Okay, so normally when we talk about movies on this podcast, we, we do like, are there any quotable things? But this isn't really a quotable movie. There aren't any really great quotes that come out of this film uh, other than, you know, the bitch is dead. That's a great quote. Right. You know, Bond, James Bond. I do like the uh, shaken, not stirred. He goes, do I look like somebody who gives a shit or something like that? Um, when he asked him at the bar. That was the next movie. No, that was Quantum of Solace. No, it's this one. I just saw it. I don't think so. I, I just saw it. I'm pretty sure that's a scene on the air and the bar on the airplane in first class on Quantum of Solace. It is this one. They may have done that one too, but it was this one because I just saw it. Um, yeah. This is my skeptical face, Ollie. It, it could be skeptical, but I, I literally just saw it. I'm going to rewatch it. That's the only it. reason I know it because I just saw it. All uh, right. <laughs> um, but I love that line. It's like, do I look like somebody who gives a shit? I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that. Um, the let's rank the 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 bond girls where do they rank in your uh in your mind uh i mean eva green is is pretty high on the top of the list i mean unless i mean some of the sean connery gals were uh was it honor blackman played pussy galore Ooh. she was she was something mm -hmm. um ursula andrus and dr no was was uh honey rider she was way up on the top of the list uh, the uh, oh, Famke Jansen and Goldeneye. I mean, that was her Famke at the Jansen at the height of her powers. High, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> that scene where they're in the spa, like the Turkish bath, and they're wrestling and fighting. Oh, 
where she kisses him and then bites him on the lip and he throws her onto the uh, hot rocks. And that movie came out. What year did that come out? 95. 95. And yep. I am, I, I was in junior college. I just moved to Orlando in 95. So I am uh, 20, what am I, 21? I was, I was 18. And I, I believe I saw that three or four times in the theater. 21 years old going, oh, I want that. I want all of that. I want all of that. <laughs> she, yeah. she was amazing in that. <laughs> oh, Oh, like the the part where she's with the uh, was it the admiral and she has sex with him and then squeezes him to death with her thighs. I was like, I would <laughs> I would take that deal. <laughs> there have been times I've been in, in thighs that I'm like, um, I should tap out. But you know what? You know what? You're in the middle of a you're. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I'm not going to disturb you. This is good. Uh, OK, cool. So. It is ta- it is now time. For the 10 questions. All right. No Royale trivia. You get 10 plus a bonus. And, okay. I, and I've not had, I, I have not had anyone get all of them right. Uh, you um, still won't. I promise. Um, but you've answered most of them. Some of them are the hard ones that I thought that you would get. Oh, okay. before we do that, hold on. Yeah. I, it, one of the questions reminded me of this. How creepy was this? I, I thought this was creepy. She's huddled up. In the shower I, know, I know where you're going <laughs> with the clothes on. And she's like, I still got blood on my fingers. And he fucking sucks them. I know. I'm right? like, dude, now's not the time. No, if, if you're if you're in a shower with a woman like that, who is that traumatized, obviously the move is to suck her toes. That's right out of the MI6 um, handbook. You go yeah, toe I mean, sucking. <laughs> Hold on. Trauma, trauma, shower, like, no, there's, trauma. There's no, there's no blood on my toes. I know. Shut up. <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> Why are your pants off? Shut up. Um, <laughs> holy shit, dude. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that, like, no, I know. That was, that was a little strange. <laughs> um, and then they cut back for like one line. They cut back to the casino. You changed your shirt. Yeah. And he does the one line and then they go back. Like, I'm like, what just happened? Like <laughs> you went back for that one fucking line and then you go back to the bedroom. Um, okay. So here we go. Questions. Question number one. What year did the movie come out? 2006. Boom. We got one. Who directed the film? Martin Campbell. Boom. That's two. What adrenaline sport became popular after this film came out? Parkour. Parkour. Um, here we go. Starting to get a little tougher. What two animals are fighting in the pit before the big parkour chasing? A cobra and a mongoose. Boom. Ricky Tiki Tabby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five. What was the password that Bond sets at the poker game? Vesper. There you go. I love it. Number six. What does Bond find out about M in their meeting? Her real Ricky. first name. That's right. M is an initial for her first name. Yep. And if you continue, you say one more syllable, I'll have you killed. I'll have you killed. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great. What number bond is Daniel Craig? Oh, let's see. Uh, If you, okay, are we counting the uh, Casino Royale, the unofficial one? 
where Jimmy Bond, the, the, the shitty one. So let me count them up for you. You could decide if okay. I get it right. Okay. Okay. okay so there was, there was there was that guy. Then there was Sean Connery who starred in Dr. No. Mm-hmm. Then George Lazenby. Then it went back to Sean Connery, but he doesn't count again. Then right. Roger Moore. Then Timothy Dalton. Then Pierce Brosnan. Then Daniel Craig. So for official movies, it would be six. If you count the original shitty Casino Royale, it would be seven. Official movies, it is six. Okay. You are right. Nice. Number eight. You're doing well. Thank what you. What eye does Lashif bleed from? Ooh. God, that is a tough one. You got a 50-50 shot. I do. Well, unless it's a hemorrhoid problem. <laughs> Not the brown eye. Not the brown eye. Okay. <laughs> one down. All right. Just because of the way that literature generally works, I'm going to say his left eye. I blew it. Boom. You got it. Okay. Look at that. We're eight. You got two more and a bonus. Okay. Number nine. If all that was left of you was blank and blank, you'd still, you'd still be more of a man than any man I've ever met. That's what Vesper says to him. Yeah. What are the two things? I know one thing is his little finger. Okay. You're halfway there. Uh, and that's the second thing she says is his little finger. The first thing is, is what we're missing here. I don't think I'm going to get it. Um, you may, you may skip if you need more time. Yeah. Let me think about a little bit more. This one I thought I was going to get you with, and and I and now thinking about it, I was like, oh shit! Of course, this shouldn't have been a number ten one. Um, but what was the name of the first girl Bond began to seduce in the film? Oh, uh, there wasn't anybody before Demetrius's wife, so Solange, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when you were doing all that, I was like, I was, I thought you would think it was somebody before her. I was like. Oh, maybe he'll think there's somebody before it. Yeah, I kind of – it's kind of surprising that he only moved on two women in the whole movie. Exactly. That's what I was counting on. Yeah. Well, he was young. He was inexperienced. (laughs) (laughs) So you've got nine. You just need that. What are the two things? You got his little finger. What's that first one? Hmm. Let's see. What are the things that – women pretend to find attractive when they're talking to a man <laughs> uh his brain his eyes uh hmm. i don't know i'm gonna i guess i guess i just guessing i would say eyes shut the fuck up you got it wrong um damn it <laughs> it's his smile his ah, smile and his right. little finger. They pretend that they like smiles, too. <laughs> they do. Damn it. Um, here's the bonus question. Okay. The big car wreck with the new Aston Martin. Yes. Set a world record for barrel rolls or barrel rolls assisted by a cannon. Yeah, okay. And is in the Guinness Book of Records. How many did it do? How many rolls? Mm. Was it double digits? Let me think. Because I remember digits. when I was watching it, I was like, damn, this is going on for a long time. Yeah, again, this is just a guess. 11. 
Seven. Seven. Uh, that was that was another guess, but not Seven. the one that I not the one that I made. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got nine out of ten, almost the perfect score. Nine and a half. You got so far. You're you're winning. You got nine and a half. Out nah, of just give me nine. Nine's good. I'll take nine. <laughs> Charles, um, why don't you tell everybody if you if you got anything coming up or if you if they can find you on social media, anything like that, let everybody know where we can find you. Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, just look for me, Charles Calabrito on Facebook. Uh, be my friend and I will say things that uh, you might find funny or annoying um, <laughs> or both. Or both. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, but those are harder to find. And that's for a reason. Um, you might see me at local Orlando comedy shows, not performing, but rolling my eyes when other people do. Um, I might, uh, I, I'll be happy to host another uh, student showcase at SAC, but I don't want to wear a a mask on stage. So call me after that's over. Got it. And don't forget, um, if you are watching us and listening to us, please, if this is the first time, please go to iTunes, subscribe and rate, leave a comment, give us a give us a review. It'd be great. Uh, go to uh, YouTube, uh, Real Drinks with A. Ali Flores on YouTube. That's A. Period Ali Flores. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Real Drinks with A. Ali Flores, R-E-E-L, and on Instagram, R-E-E-L. Uh, real drinks with Ali Flores. Charles, thanks so much, man, for joining us. I had a blast. Uh, I, had a, I had a blast too. Let's do it again. Hell yeah, man. We'll talk. Maybe we'll do airplane <laughs> next time. <again. laughs> All right. Take care, man. All right, brother. Be good. Bye.